Hello, hello, and welcome to Self Care is Sexy. My name is Chris, and I'll be your host. We're a podcast that's here to generate and share self-care ideas with each other. Last episode, I talked about preventative and restorative self-care. I walked us through all the different benefits of each, as well as a ton of different examples. If you're looking for a deep dive into very different but very effective types of self-care, make sure to check that episode out. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, Podbean, Podnation, and even at our website, www.selfcareissexy.com. I want to give you a quick preview of what to expect from today's show. Today, I want to share with you something that I recently learned that has really changed my self-care completely, and it's really given me this whole new level up that I want you to experience right alongside me. So today, I'm going to share with you what I've learned about manufactured pressure and how just knowing what it is that it exists and how to spot it is really going to help you so much in all the areas of your life, not just in self-care. But first, a few quick housekeeping notes. All right, welcome back. I'm so happy that you're joining us today. And I really just wanted to share something with you that I learned that's really changed my life. And I want to pass it along because I really think that this is going to help a lot of people, not just with self-care, but like in all the areas of our life. If you are brand new to the show and you're just checking me out because you need some help taking care of yourself, I really think that today's topic is going to be a game changer. And if you've been listening along forever and you still need help getting yourself to take that time that you need for self-care, I really think that this is going to be something that you can apply to not only self-care, but other parts of your life as well. So just to kind of give you a little bit of background, I recently came to understand this entire concept once I was diagnosed with ADHD. So over the pandemic, like everyone else, my life slowed way down and I had a lot of extra time to really just sit in the suck and figure out what I needed to do for myself. And one of the things that came out of the pandemic was realizing and being diagnosed with ADHD, which if anybody knows me, they've known me for a long period of time, it's pretty damn obvious. And people that I love and cared about me have told me for years that I have it, but I never really took that actual step until the pandemic. I had like a manic cleaning episode where we were all working from home and I had to find ink for this really old printer in order to do my job. And while tearing apart my entire office, I found a letter from six or seven years ago that was a recommendation letter from my primary care physician telling me that I needed to be evaluated for ADHD. And I have been putting it off and putting it off and not making it a priority. And in the midst of this, not even joking, six-hour manic cleaning episode, it finally dawned on me. I started out looking for printer ink and ended up rearranging my entire home office. If that does not signal that you might have ADHD, I don't know what will. Because yes, getting distracted while you're looking for something, totally 100% normal. Then taking six hours to completely redo a room, 
not exactly on the like normal spectrum. So anyway, I went and got checked out. I went to the adult psychiatry department. I got diagnosed with ADHD. And for the first three or four months, we sort of, you know, changed the medication, changed the levels, got to a really good fit. During one of the check-ins, we we were just talking about life and, and, you know, how it's going and everything. And I had this incredible revelation during my session that has completely changed everything that I'm doing as far as taking care of myself and self-care in general. And I just want to share this with you because I don't think this is something that folks really think about a lot. But I've talked to hundreds of people, hundreds of very different people about what they do for self-care. Everyone I talk to about self-care and what barriers they encounter Everybody says one of the biggest barriers that they have to taking care of themselves or making themselves a priority is is that they're busy, is that they've got so much going on. And yes, this is actually true for a lot of people. But for a lot of us, we're not really seeing the truth, which is being busy is a choice. And what I want to share with you today is a concept that I came up with and talked to my doctor about that I I called manufactured pressure. The biggest realization I've come to with, with getting diagnosed with ADHD and really taking better care of myself is that I have created a lot of manufactured pressure for myself. And when I started sort of talking to people and kind of asking around, a lot of other people are doing this too. So when I, when I say manufactured pressure, what do I mean? What I mean is manufactured pressure is those unchecked thoughts or, or worry that our brain likes to just make up. And it does that because it's trying its damnedest to keep us safe. Because our brains are pretty prehistoric. They haven't really developed all that much. And they're pretty damn good at keeping us away from predators, seeking out safety, seeking out certainty, and playing scenarios over and over and over again. Now, I know in previous episodes, I've talked about the RAS, the reticular activative system in your brain that loves patterns. If you want a deeper dive on this, Mel Robbins has a great book called The High Five Habit. Check it out. I'll I'll put a link in the show notes that goes way into all of the sort of nitty gritty about that RAS system and how it works. But basically, it's that idea like you buy a car, a brand new car, and you see that car everywhere you go. It's your brain remembering to tell you what's important based on what you've told it it's important. And so manufactured pressure is your brain putting your worries and your unchecked negative thoughts on repeat because it's trying to protect you from them. So it's looking everywhere for examples of where you're going to find this problem. So if you're worried about having enough time to do self-care, your brain is literally going to seek out examples proving that you don't have enough time for self-care. And unfortunately, our brains are really, really good at this. And getting it to stop is pretty much impossible. 
So what we really want to focus on is instead of trying to stop our brains from looking for those patterns, we just want to look for different patterns. Number two, another example of what manufactured pressure is or what I mean when I use that phrase is that it it really is this mindset that's used to control you. So whereas it's, it's generated from within, it's coming from your own brain, it's also a patternistic thinking that is used to kind of control your behavior, control your emotions, and control what you do. It keeps you in a constant state of you will do the same thing over and over and over again. Because again, our brains love repeat. They love being on autopilot. They love checking out and just doing things with the least amount of effort because your brain is really responsible for a lot of like behind the scenes shit. And so all of the conscientious stuff about your behavior, your thoughts, your emotions, all that stuff, that takes a little bit extra brain work. So when we talk about manufactured pressure in this episode today, I want you to be thinking about it as this tool that your brain is using to control you. It's trying to, like like the bumpers at the bowling alley, it's trying to get your ball to stay in the lane. Whereas outside of the lane might be the courage and the new pattern to have a completely different life. Right, You might be continually doing the same things over and over again, overextending yourself, saying yes to social obligations, really like taking on all the laundry, all the dishes, all the, all the vacuuming, all of the groceries, all of those things, taking all of that on for your entire household. And manufactured pressure just tells you, yes, keep doing that over and over and over again. Where stepping outside of that and taking an hour for yourself to read, to relax, to take a bath, to go for a walk, to drink some tea and do some self-care, that is outside those bumpers. Number three, manufactured pressure is only one side of the story. And this is so important. I really hope that you'll hear this. I hope that this resonates with you. And I hope that you'll be thinking about this throughout the next week as you're going through your week and you're, and you're thinking about self-care and doing self-care. When we talk about how busy we are, when we talk about all these obligations that we must do, you are really only telling one side of the story, which is I'm choosing to do this long list of things none of which are for me. So manufactured pressure is only the side of the story that says, I'm doing all these things. I have to do all these things. If I don't do all these things, these, th- these things won't get done and my life will fall apart. Right? And so if you are the type of person that's like, I have to do the laundry every week or I'm not going to have clean underwear for the week. Right, Your brain is trying to tell you that's it. That's the end of the story. Must do laundry. If I don't do laundry, I won't have clean laundry. The end. When the story, the other side of the story is you're choosing to do it. Somebody else could do it for you. I mean, Jesus, the truth is you could just go buy more underwear. I mean, right? Like your brain is only telling you one part of the story. When we're talking about manufactured pressure, it's only the part of the story that talks about being busy as not a choice, as something you can't get out of, 
as an obligation you can't get away from, and it doesn't tell you the rest of the story, that those obligations are a choice, that you can get out of them, and that there is time for you to take care of yourself. And last but not least, number four, manufactured pressure is something that you can change. You can actually create a different story. And you can actually be the kind of person that looks around their life and says, wow, I actually do have time. You can actually change the story, not by changing your schedule or trashing your to-do list, but just by changing the way you're thinking about it. Because again, manufactured pressure is just one side of the story. It's the negative side of the story. It's the side of the story that says everything on your to-do list is this horrible chore that you have to do and that you don't want to do it and it's preventing you from doing the things you do want to do, like self-care. And that is really and literally and truly not true. The other side of the story is that you are choosing to do these things. If you want to make a different choice, you can. Manufactured pressure doesn't have to be this ball and chain that's shackled to you that you carry around or worser, this thing that you tote as like, you know, a badge of honor, right? Have you ever sat around and heard people talking about, oh my God, I'm so busy. Oh, you don't even know I have this, 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 this going on and I'm running crazy and I'm getting four hours of sleep and oh my God, grind, grind, grind. And, you know, just gotta, just gotta go kill it. Gotta live my best life, do all these things. And people talk about it in this culture as if it's this big, like, accomplishment that they should get a fucking award for how busy they are without thinking about how miserable that's making them. Okay, so now that we've got this foundation of what I'm talking about when I talk about manufactured pressure, I want to talk about how to spot it because it's really important that you see it coming. Then we're going to get to the other part is like, what do we do to help it? How do we, how do we help ourselves when we feel that manufactured pressure coming on? All right, number one, the best way to spot manufactured pressure is that you feel like you're about to cry from frustration. You're spinning around from one task to the next. You don't know how best to use your precious moments in the day, so you feel paralyzed to do nothing. You're just really like in that red zone of absolute, utter frustration, and your head's in this negative loop of like, oh my God, oh my God, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this. But you, you literally can't get yourself to do the next thing because you're like, I've got all this work to do. And then I've got to, I've got to run little Johnny and Susie to their dentist appointments. And then I've got all this laundry to do. And then I've, I've got to fix lunch. And then, and then what are we going to have for dinner? And then the dog's got to go out. And what am I going to do? That's when you start to feel and see like, oh, this is manufactured pressure. This is what it feels like. Number two, you feel like you've got a gun to the back of your head. You know, that there are lives on the line, that, that someone's going to die if you don't get these things done on your to-do list. That's how you know you're getting into a manufactured pressure situation. Number three, you feel red hot. Your body literally feels flush and you can't catch your breath. Those are some physical signs that you're in the midst of a manufactured pressure 
event or you're getting into some kind of panic situation. It's really important you know how it affects your body and how to spot it. Some people start to get a little bit of a headache and they really start to like, you know, amp up. It's like they've had a couple cups of coffee. They start talking fast. They start task switching very quickly. They start sort of frantically digging through drawers to find things and, and you know, can't keep focused and can't keep themselves centered. That's when you know it's manufactured pressure because when it's real pressure – when it's really an acute situation, which should only be a very small percent of the time. Manufactured pressure happens constantly. It feels like it is your norm. When acute pressure, real pressure, real emergency situations should be a rare occasion. Number four on how to spot the manufactured pressure is the how was your day method. Now, this is so important. I want us to really take a minute and think about this because you probably ask this question a hundred times in a week easily, which is, how was your day? When you stop to ask yourself, you know, just kind of a check-in, how was your day today? And you listen for your first reaction, your first response. If your spouse is coming home and like, hey, honey, how was your day? Or your kids, hey, mom, how was your day? Or, you know, your boss and you get in a meeting. Hey, how you been? If your first reaction is just like, oh, my God, I've been so busy. I'm running around like a chicken with her head cut off. Like, listen to your own language. Listen to the way you describe what's happening to you. That's how you're going to spot whether or not you're really living in this constant manufactured pressure state where you're creating all this difficulty for yourself. We're going to get into like why we would do that and and sort of the benefits of it, which there are benefits to it. But really just think about that. When when people ask you, how's your day? How are you doing? Right now, if I were, if we were hanging out and we were having a cup of coffee, we're just like chilling. And I was like, hey, how you doing? If your first response to that is like, oh my God, I'm so busy. I'm so overwhelmed. I've got so much going on. I don't even know where I'm supposed to be right now. Right? That's how you know you're in it. Number five Take a look at your dreams. If you're living on the busy bus and you're really, you know, putting yourself in this heightened state all the time, look at your dreams. Look at your unconscious sort of reel that's playing in your head. If your dreams are really chaotic and you're running around and everything feels like, you know, you're in a building on fire and like there's all this chaos and craziness and you actually wake up feeling tired. That is a really good indication that you have accidentally veered into manufactured pressure mode. Number six, ask yourself this question. Are you always feeling like you're behind the ball? Like something's slipping through the cracks? Like you can't keep up? That's a great indication that you're unfortunately in the manufactured pressure mode. You're in a state where you're creating busy for yourself. Or number seven, other people are starting to say like, wow, you're always so busy. Now, I want to say this about number seven. If people say to you like, oh my gosh, you're so busy, and your immediate response is like, yeah, I get a lot done. I got a lot going on. It's great. 
I enjoy all the things that I'm doing. They're fulfilling. And you feel really positive about that. That is different. So, so hear me when I say this. Manufactured pressure does not feel good. It does sometimes get over-glamorized in the wrong way. Like, oh, my God, I'm such a great person because I'm doing all these things. But that's not what I'm talking about. If people are like, oh, my God, you're so busy and you genuinely feel in control, capable of doing all these things and you have time for self-care and you feel great about your life, you have a great outlook, you've got lush self-talk, you're doing all the things that make you feel good, then other people noticing you being busy is not a negative thing. But if other people noticing that you're really busy feels like, oh, my God, thank you. Like, thank you for noticing. I'm just I'm running around and nobody notices all this incredible things I'm doing. And I'm just one thing to the next and so overwhelmed. And like you finally feel validation when someone says, oh, my gosh, you're so busy all the time. That's when you know it's a manufactured pressure versus just being a fucking boss at your schedule and knowing how to make time for a lot of different things and being able to bifurcate your attention to priorities and one of those priorities being yourself. There's a huge difference there. Now, number eight, this is going to be something that I can speak from a very personal level. Number eight, how you can identify that you are in a manufactured pressure situation is that you're late to everything. And my friends, I want to share with you in total transparency, because I'm a human being, I am the queen of late. If I tell you we're meeting at a certain time, give me 15 to 20 minutes, I'm probably going to be late. Now, as I've been working through some of these things through the medication of the ADHD, through making some time for myself, through setting boundaries, and through really working a lot of these concepts that I bring to you on the podcast and making myself a priority and working on my own self-care, I have cut down on that a lot. And I'm really proud of the progress I've made with that. But that's how this came to be a topic I'm sharing with you is because when you put pressure on yourself to do all the things all the time perfectly, you're not going to have time to do the things that you actually need to do or that you commit yourself to do. If you're not good at setting boundaries, you're going to overcommit yourself and not be able to fulfill all of the boundaries. And if you're in that sort of in-between zone where you're like, yes, I want to make self-care the priority. I'm working on that. But you haven't quite figured out, you know, you haven't got your footing quite yet with how to do that. It's going to be a little on, a little off, meaning you're going to be late to some things because you really are trying to put yourself first and think about, like, do I want to do this thing? Or maybe you were doing some self-care before the event and, you know, you were like, oh, yeah, I got to go do this thing, right? That's, That's not manufactured pressure. That's just like life. But what I'm specifically getting at is manufactured pressure is like you're constantly late to everything because you constantly feel under pressure to do everything. So it's a really good indicator light that like, hey, you're creating some challenges for yourself that you have control over. Being busy is 
manufactured pressure. It's made up. It is created. And guess what, friends? It's you. It's you that's manufacturing it. It's you that's creating it. You get to decide. Think of the amazing power you have with that, the choice that you have with that. I hope that that information empowers you and makes you feel like, yes, I have a choice. Because so many of us feel like the busyness in our lives is not our choice. And it is. It absolutely is. Last but not least, another great way to tell if you're in that manufactured pressure zone is that you're forgetting big things, big appointments, big deadlines. You know, like misplacing your house keys, that's one thing. Forgetting your kids at school, like completely forgetting them until somebody else calls you or the principal calls you or somebody's like, hey, you want to come get your kids, <laughs> right? That's a big thing. That's a huge indicator like, whoa, you got too much going on. You can choose to start taking some stuff out of that to-do list because you, you created the to list. You are telling you, I have to clean the house. I have to do the grocery shopping. I have to get the kids ready. I have to do all these things. And the answer is, no, you don't. No, you don't. But if you don't figure out how to work this in, work this self-care into this massive to-do list and this manufactured pressure, it's going to fall apart. I, I promise you. This I know like I know like I know because I've had it happen to me so many times in my life. So now that we know what it is, we know how to spot it, I want to talk to you about what can you do to relieve this manufactured pressure And so I've got five different self-care ways how you can get out from under it. Number one is a vagus nerve hack. It's a hand reflexology practice. I'm going to have a link to the show notes. You can watch the YouTube video. But it's a self-massage technique that you can do on yourself when you're in the midst of one of those out-of-control manufactured pressure moments when you're just wildly going from one thing to the next and your head is spinning and you can't focus and you don't know how to help yourself. It takes 30 seconds. Again, I'll link the YouTube video to these show notes, but it's an incredible technique that I promise you it seems really weird, but just try it. It fucking works. Number two is the five senses practice. Now, I've gone through this in detail in other podcasts, but it's really just find five things you can see, find five things you can smell, find five things you can hear, find five things you can taste, and five things you can physically touch or feel. So again, there's another episode where I go into depth about this practice. Number three is the box breathing technique. That's the four, four, four. Breathe in for four counts, hold for four counts, breathe out for four counts, hold for four counts. So it's just, it's a four count breath that you do over and over and over again. That's really going to take you out of that panic mode and put you kind of into your center at least long enough for you to go, oh yeah, I'm creating this. I have the choice. Do I want to feel like I'm on fire and juggling glass or do I want to feel centered, in control, focused, and ready to take on what I need to do and make 
the hard decision if what I need to do is sit down and take a moment for some self-care. Number four, a cold water shock. So I know there's lots of people out there who they do this on a daily basis. They either have those cold plunges. You could literally just take a very cold shower. You could drink a very cold glass of water. You could hold an ice cube. Get creative. And number five, last but not least, I want you to get really good at just stopping. Whether that's taking a nap, you know, like no phone, no book, nothing. Just go take a nap right now. Go lay down in a dark room, even if you're not tired. Like, we've got to start normalizing and we've got to start glamorizing, stopping right where you are. Letting the chips fall where they may. Because if you recognize some of those previous signs that you are in a manufactured, pressure, busy, panicky situation, you have to be okay canceling the meeting, having someone else pick up the kids, letting the dishes pile up, not doing the laundry, whatever it might be. We've got to get better at saying that's okay, that your mental health and your well-being and who you are as a person is so much more important than what you do. And if that's the only thing you take away from today's episode, I want to say it again so that it really sticks and resonates. You are so much more than what you do for other people. You are an incredible person just because you showed up, just because you're here, just because you're alive. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to accomplish anything to deserve self-care, to deserve some nurturing love, to deserve a moment of peace where you can really focus and get back to your center. If we all took just a little bit of time in our lives to do that, to make that the priority, this whole fucking world would be so much better and we would figure ourselves out of this crazy dystopia collapse of capitalism that we find ourselves in. Unfortunately, it's just not as buzzwordy, right? And it's just not as popular. But you and me, we are going to change that. Why? Because self-care is sexy, Because taking care of yourself is fucking awesome. Because watching you say, fuck no, I've got to take care of me today is fucking hot. And I want everyone to feel that and experience that. The first time you say no to something that you've always felt obligated to, and I want that for you too. That's it for this week. Thank you for joining me. If you have a story you'd like to share and you want to be on the show, please email me. It's Chris, K-R-I-S, at selfcareissexy.com. Okay, we've got some really great content coming your way, so stay tuned. And remember that self-care is sexy. We're giving you permission to put yourself first.